First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't generate amusing holiday cards, but it will personalize career paths for your people and let you know which suppliers are best so you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Hi, I'm Christina Royster. And I'm Yasmin Gagne. And you're listening to Hit the Ground Running, a fast company podcast where we help young professionals uncover how to make it in the ever-changing world of work. On today's episode, we talk about getting fired, getting shit-canned, getting dumped by your workplace. Getting kicked to the curb. (laughs) (laughs) And we also talked to our producer, Franz Bowen, about his experience being fired. Why would you ever fire Franz? (laughs) That's a good question. Have you ever been fired before? Yes. I haven't. um, I haven't. I'm so nervous about it, though. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever thought you were going to get fired? Literally every day. Every day of my life. I'm like, today, every every time, you know, when you go to Slack from your boss, it's like, hey, do you have a second? I'm like, oh, God, today is the day. This is the day. Yes, this is the moment. (laughs) Right? Have you ever been fired? No, I've never been fired from a job, but I definitely have had that feeling in my gut. After I royally screwed up, I was like, this is it. They're going to realize that I, I'm, I'm a fraud and I don't belong here. Totally. <laughs> it's like one day, like it's coming for me. Most of the time when I hear stories about people getting fired, I'm just like, you really have to do nothing. You have to just wake up and log on and do absolutely nothing to get fired because even if you screw up, I feel like most managers are forgiving and they give you a second chance. So <laughs> have you heard any like crazy fire stories though? Um, I have, but I can't talk about them because I'm under strict friend NDA. But I do <laughs> think like it's either that or it's like just downsizing, which I, I think I don't, I didn't necessarily realize happens as often as it did until I obviously started working in media where it happens all the time. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, our owner demands like a bunch of layoffs or like we're restructuring the organization to do something new. You know what I mean? And that's like literally nothing to do with you. It just happens, but I feel like it would hurt your ego so much. It would be so scary not having a salary. Definitely. When you said layoffs, that just reminded me of like the pandemic when people were furloughed and they were kind of in that limbo. Like you don't know if you're going back to work or not. That's really scary. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like people being fired during the pandemic. I'm like, yeah, that's not you. That's like life was terrible and they decided to make it worse. But I guess when they are doing layoffs, people think like, why me and not them? Is it tenure? Is it performance? Because yeah, at the end of the day, it's kind of like leadership going down the list and saying, you're fired, you're not, you're fired, you're staying. (laughs) Well, indeed had a list of 11 signs you may be getting fired. And I apologize to our listeners because this could be alarming for some of you. Yeah, if you heard any of these before, then you might be on the chopping block. (laughs) You receive more than one negative performance review. Mm. You know, here's the thing. I do think, like, what's the best way to put this? I feel like some people, though, like, you know, when you're in the office and you have a day where you're like, wow, I feel really bad at my job right now. And then you'll, like, think about, like, (laughs) someone terrible you've worked with before or you've worked with since who, like, keeps getting promoted. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I've definitely thought, like, <laughs> like how what? is this person still here? Like, yeah. I know that I'm not the best, but they're definitely below me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, listen, I'm not the best. Maybe I'm not the best today. But, like, that person, that guy? Uh, another one. You suddenly start getting left out. 
That I feel like you should know if you're getting left off meeting. Well, how would you know you're getting left off emails and in and, and meetings? I think it's happened to me before. Like, so I, I wasn't fired from this job, but you know, when I worked in um previous job in politics, I, I sort of felt like people who got promoted were like really good about going out to drink with managing directors. Yeah. And being and I was like, I don't drink, like I'm not a broy person. Like it's you know what I mean? And I was like... The, the playing field's not level is basically what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I'm getting left out because there's all these like side conversations happening. Inside jokes. Yeah. So it would be like, my performance would be like, you're great. Like, you know, you do your job super well, but it wouldn't be like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, your job seems to get more difficult. That um, is a question mark for me because what if your job's just already difficult? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's like, but but I do think, okay, I have this theory, though, that, like, and I could be totally wrong about this. I do kind of think, like, once your employers give you, like, a negative performance review that's, like, you know, bad enough where they're, like, we're putting you on a performance review plan, you're basically going to get fired, mm-hmm. right? Nobody recovers from that. I feel like they've decided and they want to, like, legally cover their asses. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> anyway, you've received several warnings from your manager. Sure, okay. Your relationship with your boss changes or... Was never good to begin with. Mm-hmm. Okay. You are asked to provide detailed expense or time reports. Oh, they want to see how you're spending your time down to the minute. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Or they're like, you're misappropriating funds. Yeah. Fewer projects are assigned to you. Okay, that makes sense. You experience a more critical eye or no feedback at all. What's worse? More critical? No feedback. Um, Probably more critical. If I feel like my boss keeps coming down to me and nitpicking on every little thing, that's going to definitely push me to the edge. Yeah, that'd be horrible. But no feedback at all. I, I hate when when people are just like, oh, we don't need a performance review. You're doing good. Like, that's not very detailed enough for me, you know? Yeah, then you're like, maybe I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been asked to take time off or receive a demotion. Yep, okay. That seems... If they were like, hey, we don't, why don't you take a break? Why don't you just... just Take a break. (laughs) Come back when you're (laughs) clear-headed. Or you've been placed on a performance improvement plan, a PIP. Yeah, just what you said. Mm -hmm. I really think it's hard to recover from that. Yeah. Because I think, like, if they're making a detailed performance review improvement plan, like, it's probably over for you. Or you're probably not going to thrive. You know what I mean? You're going to... Yeah, I would feel so much pressure. At that point, you know... If I don't get it together in the next couple of weeks, I'm losing my job. <laughs> yeah. And it would be like, maybe I should just leave. <laughs> and then number 11 on this list of signs you might be getting fired is a merger is taking place. Yeah. So that's not you. That is just so scary to me to look around the office and see like, okay, who's going to get to stay and who's going to go? It's like Survivor. <laughs> Dude, I know. But at the same time, like what I always think about is, A, that's not you, right? Yeah. Like, even if they're going down the list and saying, we should keep this person, we should fire this person, it's to do with, like, your responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And B, like, I feel like you could always look at the workplace as survivor, but it's, like... Yeah, only, true, every day. But it just makes your life stressful. <laughs> yeah, and, and speaking of stress, our producer, you know, rounded up some sources for us, and one source said that people feel depression after being fired. And I, I never thought about the fact that it kind of is the end of a relationship, so to speak. And so you might be having anger, yeah. guilt, fear, and it kind of grieving, grieving this loss. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That makes sense to me. Like, I don't know, you think about how much of our identities are tied up with what our job is. Mm-hmm. And it would be so hard to lose it. Yeah. And it, it kind of just goes back to the idea that we're 
kind of at the whim of our employers, unfortunately. <laughs> they could just wake up one day and decide, I don't like Christina and I'll fire her. I mean, at that point, that's what, what do they call that? Retaliation? You can't really do that. Yeah, but. yeah it's true. I don't know. It's funny. I'm in, I'm on our union bargaining committee and I think our companies have been good to us. Like they've been good to the union generally, but sometimes they'll say something to us like as a counter to our asks, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's for more pay or whatever. And they're like, this is outrageous. And it's like, (laughs) you just don't care about me. (laughs) I'm like, you literally just told me that I like don't matter very much. It's, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk to our producer, Franz Bowen, about bouncing back from being fired. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. So, Franz, welcome on the show. You're always behind the scenes. Thanks for joining us in front of the mic. And today we're talking all about being fired, and you have told us some stories in the past, so now we want you to share it with our listeners. What jobs have you been fired from? Have there been more than one job that you were fired from? Man, I can't say the companies, but let me think. I've been fired from being a paralegal. Okay. That was like three months. That was my first like gig outside of school. I've been fired from a sales job and I've also been laid off due to a merger. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've experienced those three types of fires. I was going to ask, like, what reasoning did they give you? So the first one was definitely performance because I didn't know what I was doing. I thought I wanted <laughs> to go to law school. And I told I told the attorney, I'm like, look, like I don't have any experience doing this. I think I want to go to law school. And then, like, one day she brought in her, like, direct TV dish. And she's like, why don't you, like, you know, mail this back in for me? And I just looked at her like she was crazy. I'm like, yo, like, I'm here to file papers, fam, not send your personal mail back to wherever. I mean, I guess paralegals do that, but I wasn't, so. Sound like they were treating you like an intern. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It sounds like she was treating you like her assistant rather than. Yeah, I mean, and I guess it was like a hybrid role, but I didn't understand that, you know, just coming out of school and like, I was not even really trying to do that anyway. So it was a blessing in disguise. Mm. I will say two things, which is one, like your first job out of school, like especially three months in, it's like, you don't really know how to behave in an office. Yeah. You know what I mean? But two, you know, you said it's a blessing in disguise. How did you feel at the time? Um, Well, also uh, to, to piggyback on what you said, like sometimes, you know, even it's difficult for people who are hiring because this was like kind of like a off the books kind of, I just need a paralegal. So, oh. and she, to, to what I re- remember, she had just finished law school. So this was like her first time practicing and all this other stuff. So there was a lot of learning curve there mm. in terms of like how to communicate being a manager. She would ask me like if stuff was done and I'm like, I don't like, I took notes this morning. I don't see where you asked me to do that. But um Yeah, so it sounds like you have a pretty you had like a pretty bad boss. Yeah. I wouldn't say she was bad. She was just new at it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But as far as feelings, like at the time, like no, because this was 2009. I'm old as fuck, y'all. <laughs> this is this was 2009. Um 
I had, it took me forever to get that job. Like this was like when the housing bubble had crashed and you show up to interviews, yeah. it'd be like 50 people for a group interview. Wow. And everybody's like trying to, you know, outdo each other. It's like, damn, that was a good answer. I wish I would have went after. So the market was already hard. And then you were like, okay, yes, I finally secured this position just to get fired three months later. Yeah. But what ended up happening though, is that like, I think I got let go in like the top of November and then by the end of that month, I had another job at doing like becoming, hey. being a junior sales rep. So it worked out like. But then you got fired from that. Wait, sales is that the second job you got fired from? Oh, no, no, no. I actually, I actually quit <laughs> that job, okay. which is. Okay. But we're not doing an episode on quitting jobs, but <laughs> I'll just tell everybody out there, do not quit your job. <laughs> do not ever quit. Like, what about the great resignation right now? I mean, a lot of people are, you know, emotionally doing that. Like, I'm not an emotional thinker like you got to move logically like oh rage quitting yeah rage quitting like that's corny if you if you have a job and you're thinking about quitting <laughs> you should use that energy to think about formulating a plan while you still have a paycheck yeah did you quit and play yourself yo so i was interviewing all over the place for the, the job that i after i got that second job and i was like uh, you know i'm starting to feel myself a little bit i got a little experience and i'm interviewing i'm like you know what? i have a job in another month and a half like i got this one and then I didn't have a job for like another year. Oh, wow. Jesus. So I tell people, don't quit a job because worst case scenario, they're just going to fire you and give you unemployment. So Yeah, I think the lesson that people learned over the pandemic was like, get fired, don't resign. Because if you resign, you can't collect unemployment. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's just not a good strategy. One of my best friends from high school hated his job and he was like, I'm trying to get myself fired. Yes, I've definitely heard that. This was right before... The pandemic hit. This is like Christmas 2020. And he was like, I'm trying to get myself fired. And nah. <laughs> I've definitely heard that. I talked to him and like talked to him in like July that year. He was like, Yeah, so I got myself fired, but it was right before then the pandemic hit immediately afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> you just never know. Like as frustrated as you are, like you always gotta remember that feeling when you go into your direct deposit. Yep. And that Friday, whenever you get paid and you can't pay your bills, like. The goal of your job is to be able to sustain your life. You know, your job is a foundation to your dreams. That's mm. that's what I learned. I love that. I think that's a really good answer. Well, were your dreams of law school crushed after being fired? Yeah, well, no, nah, not really. Because during that time, and just seeing what the practice kind of entailed at the time, I just was in a space of, I don't want to practice law anymore. When you said it's a blessing in disguise, maybe that made you realize like, okay, that door closed and that's not my passion. So it all worked out in the end. Exactly. When you, because a lot of people think when you get fired, like stop holding on to that shit. Maybe it's not for you. Yeah. You yeah. know, maybe there's something else or the way you're going about your present job, even if you like it, you could probably tweak different things that you do. Hmm. And you also, I think you realize like the, the, the skills that you're good at and the skills that you're not, you know what I mean? Or in the environment. Yeah. Like I remember I was, this is the same old job and I, I didn't get fired, but I think what I learned from it is like, I can work in a high pressure environment if I have like a lot of deadlines or a ton of work. Mm -hmm. but if you yell at me all day, mm -hmm. you know, like I really can't stand it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you learn what kind of pressure you can deal with and what kind you're just like, no, like this is not it for me. Exactly. Because a lot of uh, what people don't talk about is like, yeah, do you know, there's all the shame and stuff of being fired. But sometimes it's just a, a that's a toxic relationship. Like it's yeah. not supposed to be in that place. And sometimes the universe just forces your hand to make a good decision. Yeah. So tell us about the second time you got fired from sales. <laughs> 
I bet. So I got let go and fired from this job for performance issues, right? Like they were doing, mm-hmm. they did the whole paper trail. Like, yo, y'all, once your company starts doing a paper trail and start keeping track of your performance and stuff like that, you are out the door. <laughs> There's no more skating under the radar. Yeah, so you at least got like a month and a half to put away paychecks. Mm-hmm. Did you realize that at the time? Yeah, I realized that at the time because it was just a really weird thing. And I'm not going to take all of that on my back because the job that I left that job for, I excelled there mm-hmm. in sales. Like I was a uh, number one sales rep back to back quarters, making a lot of money. So I could have confidently said like, yo, it's not me. This company is wallet. And to be honest with you, the company that I can't name because I had to sign the NDA. Mm-hmm. And just to tell you like the, the, the bullshit they was on, they... We're starting this um, new sales branch or what have you of the company. And they hired like a bunch of execs from a rival company Mm -hmm. who were using the same playbook from like the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, God. For sales. And all those 80s salesmen were douchebags. So (laughs) you were on your Glengarry Glen Ross shit. (laughs) It was really interesting. Like, I I just remember looking at like the modules and all this other stuff and seeing like the dates on it. And some of the information was directly stolen from a competitor, but I'm not going to blow y'all up. Wow. And I'm just thinking like, wow, like this is crazy. And then when we got back to New York, it was really difficult to apply the sales tactics because the, the industry that it is in, fuck it, is office supplies. Okay. <laughs> the incumbent in the space literally had a store on every corner in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's difficult for you to kind of get net new business when people can literally go downstairs and be like, well, we could just use our account downstairs. It's not that big of a deal. Why would we pay extra to have you mail us this stuff? And I think that's what we were talking about earlier. Like, you're already starting, the le- the playing field is not level. Like, you're already starting at a disadvantage. So you're blaming my performance, but maybe it probably was just these old sales tactics. Yeah. And then, and then you know, I'm and then I'll take responsibility as well. I won't say, oh, it's just all them. I mean, yeah, I could have, I'm, I'm sure there's probably, you know, now that I'm older and a little bit more mature in season, there's probably a little bit more I could have done. But when you're in this position where, you know, you're not really feeling the job and then you start to, you're not showing up as yourself, mm-hmm. like that's a huge problem. And that's where the personal responsibility comes into play. You always want to put yourself in a place where you bring your whole self to work and you know that you're giving your best. It's not so much about the company's best. It's about you doing your best. So at the end of the day, if, even if they decide to part ways with you, you can you left nothing on the table. Yeah. But to play devil's advocate, I will say, if you do start to feel frustrated with your job, definitely don't show an attitude. But also, I think it's up to managers to like notice that. You should notice when your employee's morale is low and if if they're thinking about the great resignation or whatever, it shouldn't have to get to the point where you have to fire them. Like you should talk to them beforehand. Yeah. But then but some managers aren't like that. Yeah, oh, and again, it comes down to managerial style. Like when, if for anybody who's ever been fired, like it takes two people or one person and a corporation to get fired. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's not ever going to be a hundred percent your fault. You're fired unless you're just an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you just like say something racist. I just feel like in order to get fired, you literally have to take a shit on the CEO's desk. Like, I feel like people have done some really bad things and still not gotten fired. So a lot of times people get fired because they're just not a cultural fit anymore. Like you might change, you might grow, you or it's just 
it's not always performance. Sometimes it's downsizing. Sometimes, you know, mergers. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes your manager just don't like you. Like I've had, I had a manager at the job that I left before I went to my first successful sales job that <laughs> my manager would like try to write me up for stupid things because he didn't like me. Like I remember. What? The, so the uniform is, you know, suit and tie, obviously with dress shoes. Right. But then we were also doing like um, deliveries for the clients. Like we would have to carry like um, all these different briefs And two of my attorneys were Cat Walder. Um, and the SEC. And I would literally have to carry a bunch of like briefs back to the office. So one day it was snowing. So I wore my polo boots to work. That's reasonable. I didn't want to be slipping and sliding. Yeah. And he's trying to write me up for not having like proper dress code. And I'm just like, yo, you just exposed yourself. Like now I know you're a herb and I'm going to treat you like a herb. <laughs> but that wasn't the wrong, That, but I'll, I'll let you know that was immature me. What, what I should have did was just, you know, take note of it, go to his superior and be like, yo, I got written up for this and I think it's whack. That's what I should So you're did. willing to go above somebody's head to oh, save ab- your job? Absolutely. I, I think you should. I think you should because you don't want anybody to have the opportunity to paint you in a, a, a crazy light, you know, because there's two sides of the story. Mm-hmm. And a lot, a lot of the times, what I always tell people that like, you don't want, you want to minimize your crazy at work. If you if you start looking like the crazy one and you know you're not the crazy one, then you're you're going to be on your way out. But I, I want everybody to know that it's OK to have your side heard at work, because if I'm going to go out, you're not just going to send me out the door like like a sheep, like a herb. Like you're going to hear me like you're going to share my dread because I'm not the I'm not the only one that's fucking up here. Mm-hmm. That just made me think of some of these bigger, high profile exits from, you know, Pinterest and Google and some of them, most of them have been about racism and how people are kind of speaking up in these whistleblowers and and speaking back. I really appreciate that they're coming out and telling their story because it just lets people know that they're not alone with these toxic workplaces. Yeah. And I think people also have like the employee mentality where, you know, the job is your saving grace and yeah, your job has done a lot for you and has empowered you to be able to make you know, shopping decisions and further your life financially. But at the same time, like you have to also remember that you are an entity as well. Like you carry just as much weight as your job does. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people, they just so grateful to have a job that they allow their job to treat them any type of way. Like you're not going to treat me any type of way. You're going to comport yourself with respect and dignity. It sounds like you're really good at sort of holding your job at an arm's length. You know what I mean? Being like, this is not my whole identity. Yeah, it's not because I, I've had the opportunity to because I've, you know, been laid off and stuff like that. You kind of develop a different type of relationship with employment and you realize that, you know, you you have more wherewithal. Like the day I made my first dollar um, hustling outside of work, then I realized, oh, snap. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think that's a good lesson right there to like definitely not have your job be your only source of income, because what if you did get fired today? Do you have enough money to pay next month's rent, like you said. Exactly. And you know, I'm not saying everybody needs to go out there and become a captain of industry, but what I do need to say is cover your nut. You know, to, while you do have the the comfort of a job and that can pay your bills consistently, that free space that you're not in your mind, that you're not spending, stressing over money and stuff like that, use that mental capital to think of other ways or things that you can do to make you happy and earn a dollar at the same time. Right after you got fired, when you were interviewing for another job, first of all, how did you talk about it? 
And how did you kind of recover from that? You know, like say in your next job interview, were you like, hey, I got fired. Here's why. Like, how did you navigate all that? So I think it's about context. Mm-hmm. Because if you got fired, you know, you don't want to put yourself in a position where you lie and then they call and follow up. Yeah. Like, yo, like, why is this person not working there? And they'd be like, oh, they showed up late every day and, you know, smeared cream cheese all over their manager's desk. <laughs> um, I've thought about doing that, by the way. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's about context. So when I would be in interviews, it'd be like, so why? I'm like, look, I got let go, but this, these were the circumstances, X, Y, Z. And to be honest with you, you got to be okay with that rejection. Like if somebody is, if the truth is unacceptable to people then you don't need to be working there. Yeah. They're not the only ones that do what they do. You know what I'm saying? Find a way around them. Were people for the most part understanding? Yeah. Cause people have been fired. Many people have been fired or close to being fired. And let me also say this for everybody that's listening, just because you're doing well at your job and you're a superstar and stuff like that, you too have one foot out the door. Mm-hmm. Don't get it twisted. Like you could, or you could walk in tomorrow and they used to be like, yo, we ran out of money. So everybody go home. Yeah. Like you always, everybody's always on the precipice. Like nothing's guaranteed in life. And you got to be able to live in that discomfort. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit easier for me because I've figured out a way to, you know, make a few coins outside of work. So Am I? And I feel like that's just your personality type. Because if I got fired, I would not be as chill as you. I would definitely be sobbing. I'd just like go cry. I'd just cry in the shower. That's the thing about being let go three times, though. You kind of develop a skin in a, a different You got a tough men- skin. <laughs> yeah, you de- develop a different mentality about it. It's kind of like, all right, this was a good run. I, I picked up a bunch of skills because... When, you, when you're fired, you're wallowing in the, oh, how am I going to pay my bills and stuff like that? But you're not thinking about the skilled employee that you've become. Like, you, there were things that you didn't know how to do mm-hmm. before you got there. Like, when I got let go from my sales jobs, I learned about how to close and, you know, how to prospect for clients. And all of that stuff helped me when I started my podcasting company. You know what I'm saying? When I was, when I, that helped me go out and prospect and know how to close interviews and, and learn how to price myself so i had literally like about like eight nine years of sales experience that helped me trend in my transition yeah you know what i mean so it's 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 not for not yeah i like that yeah i love that that you got the like what's don't they call it abc always yeah always be closing, be closing. Like people don't even know how to close an interview. You know, they'd be so afraid to ask. Be like, nah, it's okay to ask. When am I gonna hear from y'all? Is it? Yeah, like based on this, how you close an interview is based on our conversation and my experience. Do you feel like I'll be a great fit for the role? And then sometimes they'll either come out and say yeah, or you know, I don't know. We gotta discuss with people, and it'd be like, okay, what are the next steps? When would I expect a call from you or whatever? I love that. You know what I mean? Like you kind of yeah, you you don't leave it open-ended at least in sales like they want you to close the interview but i think it's applicable everywhere that's so good because i feel like the way i close it is like thank you so much for <laughs> yeah like it's it's grateful but also you're letting them know like yo i'm busy too like i got options too yeah like, yeah you feel me so and and that's the thing like that ambivalence in 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 every relationship ambivalence is the key like the one who cares the least controls the relationship the romantic <laughs> relationships are definitely at work don't do that to your girlfriend don't nah, do that i mean well she probably cares the least right now <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> well at least you still have a job at least you haven't been fired because if you were unemployed then i don't think your girl would be talking to you so <laughs> uh, no nah, definitely not yeah 
But yeah, I mean, yo, my, my overall message is there's no shame in being fired. Like it happens to the best of us. And most likely it's the thing that will save your life. Like if I didn't get let go from my last uh, sales job, the, the thing is like I got let go and I was kind of down in the dumps about it. But I was like, you know what? Like I had this new thing that I'm interested in, which was podcasting. And I'm like, mm-hmm. let me just do that full time. Like I had a, a buddy of mine had an office space that I could crash at and so I would just invite people there to record, you know, and it, it allowed me to iterate and get good at it. And now, you know, I produce for Fast and Ink magazines, you know what I'm saying? And it's not terrible. Also, pre-pandemic, I had a book of business that was paying me like $2,500 a month. Wow. So, so my wow. old employers are kicking themselves now. I mean, they should be. <laughs> Every time I go on, um, I go, I, I'm not going for, I'm a little petty. So I'll go on LinkedIn and check in to see how everybody's doing and, you know. <laughs> I guess I got a little bit more to be thankful for. You feel me? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I, I'm, there's there's no shame in it. It's a part of life and you'll bounce back because, again, the people that fire you, they're not the only ones in life that do what they do. Find another way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get your hustle on. Always. You are who you believe yourself to be. That's a fact. Nobody can define you. No job can define you. It's a check. Nobody has a boss. You all have managers because at the end of the day, you're your quote unquote boss's name is not on your check. Mm-hmm. They got to get money from somewhere else to pay you. So move accordingly. Don't let anybody talk to you crazy. Your respect is cardinal. And that's all I got to say about that. Amen. Mic drop. Thanks for listening to Hit the Ground Running. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and recommend the show to a colleague or a friend. Also, if you have a few minutes, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We're a new show and your review helps others find us. Or you can send us an email at podcast at fastcompany.com to let us know your thoughts and tell us if you have a question or an issue you'd like us to tackle on the show. Hit the Ground Running is produced by Franz Bowen with help from Blake Odom and with editorial oversight from Kate Davis. 